0: Welcome to Nathan For Us, a Nathan For You podcast. My name is Kelly. And hi, I'm Megan. And before we get started on ranking every segment from season one, just want to say huge apologies for no episode last week. We attempted to record this earlier in the week, uh, but unfortunately we realized that the Google Sheet that we're using had gotten messed up, and all of the rankings had gotten changed. 100% my fault. My bad. <laughs> but we had to pause, and uh, we actually did record a bunch of the episode. Megan made some great digs at me for being in a sorority and paying for friends. So many jokes that no one's ever going to get to hear. Um, but so we had to reschedule, take some time, fix the little spreadsheet, and now we're recording. So this will be coming out a week late. Watch that the rankings
1: are mixed up again and we realize an hour in as to why we're so confused
0: oh my god i would give up. <laughs> that <laughs> would be the end of the flashbacks podcast. yeah
1: <laughs> okay should we get started with the ultimate ranking list for nathan for you season one i know we had previously mentioned how we were going to be ranking each segment but i'm going to review it quickly one more time before we get started just in case you don't remember so, we have divided each episode into four different rankings, and our rankings are scaled from one to five. So, how funny is the segment? Is one. Uh, how successful is the idea? Is two. How original is the idea is number three and how are the secondary characters is our fourth and final criteria for a total rating out of 20. Uh, Kelly and I have each gone through and ranked each segment, giving us a total. We have then combined our totals to see what it averages out to be and between our two scores, the order of the segments.
0: Yes, so we're going to go through every single one of these, including some of the kind of smaller weird segments, so you'll see how those did in comparison to some of our larger ones that we spent a lot more time talking about. Mm-hmm. But our bottom, our lowest ranked segment of all of those in season one of Nathan For You was from episode six of season one, and that is the skydiving segment, so... This one we are pretty uh, pretty locked in on the same score, I believe yeah
1: so overall we both gave this segment an 8.5 i think we have different numbers in different places but to start with for how funny is the segment i had given this a 3.5 so i actually thought that it was decently funny some highlights for me from this episode were the language that nathan was using at the skydiving facility you know eat some wind and all of his fun catchphrases i really love those I love the part where he bought a friend to go to (laughs) to go to lunch with. But I think some of the big misses for this episode were that, you know, they didn't show much of the lunch conversation with that friend. And I think that uh, Nathan kept trying to set him up to have to explain these wild stories and and to give some backstory as to how they knew each other. And they didn't show that to us. So That combined with the fact that they didn't actually go ahead and do an idea for the skydiving facility, it just wasn't as great as the other ones for me.
0: Yeah, this is by no means, like, not a funny segment. I did enjoy the skydiving segment. I also gave it a 3.5. I thought it was pretty funny. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, Nathan showing up and doing, like, a weird stunt driving move where he, like, drifts the car into the spot at the skydiving facility is also kind of a hilarious moment to me, so Mm -hmm. I pretty much agree with everything you said. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I think that some of the
1: other categories, we ranked it a little bit lower for how successful is the idea. I gave it a two, which offhand I think was pretty generous because there wasn't an idea. The reason I gave it a two and not a one is because he successfully found someone to pay into pretending to be his friend, which was funny. And that is the kind of only successful plan he kind of played out this episode.
0: Yeah, I gave it a one just because I felt like the actual idea there isn't one for skydiving, so I just I didn't mm-hmm. really count the friend, but I I that, that's you're fair. From. Yeah. <laughs> that's totally. fair. Yeah.
1: For how original is the idea, I gave that a one. Again, there wasn't an idea. Um yeah. and I was already generous in the previous one. <laughs> same, same. One for me as well. Mm-hmm. For how are the secondary characters, I gave it a two. Um we didn't really get to see a lot of the fake friend. And our skydiving instructor, he was okay, you know, he wasn't that involved. I think it's not necessarily his fault because there wasn't really a plan to play out. Um, He was just trying to convince Nathan to go skydiving with him, but, you know, not a lot to work with.
0: Yeah, I gave that a three, actually. I kind of like Scott Smith. I thought he was pretty funny. Um, Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed the fact that he forced himself into Nathan's lunch plans, and I I just felt (laughs) like he... He brought a lot to the episode without Scott Smith and the fake friend. This segment is literally nothing. So I I appreciate them bringing their A game. Yeah, I think if they had
1: made this a fully fleshed out segment and really like dove into the recording of the fake friend and showed us those conversations. And I think if Scott had a plan to work with, uh, he'd be a really entertaining person to see uh, play out Nathan's ridiculous ideas. Um, So I think it's It's kind of too bad. It's a bit of a missed opportunity to see how it went. 100%. Mm -hmm.
0: Our second lowest ranked idea is from episode 7 of season 1, which is, of course, the Claw of Shame episode. But this is one of those small segments that we saw one of the failed ideas, and this is the germ-free hot dog stand. And we gave this a total score of 9 combined.
1: Yeah, so I had overall ranked this 7.5. So how funny is the segment? I gave it a 2.5, which I think was pretty generous. uh, To be honest, the parts that were like a little bit funny were the foot pedals, um, where like the onions went everywhere. But other than that, it it didn't have a ton going for it.
0: Yeah, I gave it a three, kind of same. I feel like maybe I was a little too high ranking this, but whatever. It's fine. In the moment, in the moment, you thought it was funnier. That's okay. In the moment, I giggled. What can I say?
1: So um, how successful is the idea? I gave it a one because they didn't end up going through with it. I think when we originally discussed this idea, we kind of noted that in 2021, this idea might actually work very well. But this level of germ-free environment wasn't necessary when the episode came out. Other people didn't seem very comfortable with it. Uh, when Nathan tried to take their wallets out of their pockets, no one seemed enthused. So overall, it wasn't very successful, and they didn't end up using it.
0: I went the other way, and I think this is fully biased by the fact that I used to work as a public health inspector, so I gave this a four. I'm like, Whoa. yes, everybody stop touching things. <laughs> Everyone stop touching other people's food. Stop grabbing money and then grabbing stuff. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. So, I was very high on the successful nature of the germ free hot dog stand. That's wild. I didn't think I'd be shocked so soon.
1: <laughs> That's a wild score to give hot dog stand. Listen. They didn't even use the idea. The guy Listen. was like, oh, nope, never mind. Megan, I want my street meat clean, okay? That's such an oxymoron. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You also don't eat street meat. (laughs) I know. I know. I would would never eat from a hot dog stand. I feel like they very, very infrequently have veggie hot dogs. Yeah. Um,
1: How original is the idea if I just move on from that (laughs) for you gave it? I'm shocked. (laughs) You better have given the other small segments in this a hell of a high success score. <laughs> oh, just you wait. Right. That's why we're doing this podcast. Don't worry. I guess that's true. Um, how original is the idea? I gave it a three at the time. It seems fairly original, but I guess avoiding germs in general and in life isn't that, <laughs> uh, you know, original. Like People don't want to touch germs. Uh, people wash their hands before eating, so it's just an emphasized version of that.
0: Yeah, I gave it a 2.5, so I agree. It's not that original. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Listen, I've seen some things in those restaurants that you would not believe, okay? I feel like you've told me some of them, but do you
1: have, like, a particularly crazy story you'd like to share? Oh, my God.
0: Yes, I won't say any specific places, but there was a certain restaurant that I inspected, where, for anyone who doesn't know, there are test strips that you need to use so that you can test the chemical level of sanitation of your dishwashing. So, if you're doing, like, manual dishwashing, you need to have three sinks, and you need to have sanitizer in one of those sinks. So, we have these little test strips to go in and make sure that there's actually sanitizer in the sink. And I watched a dish watched a dishwasher put just water in the sanitizer area of the sink... And then I said, oh, um, do you want to show me that you understand that you need to use sanitizer in that? You can use one of these test strips. And the person took the test strip and just dropped the whole strip into the water. They thought that the test strip was the sanitizer. So they were not even washing their dishes properly. Like, they were, like, taking them, they would rinse them with water, and then just dunk them in another vat of water. And then just sit them out to dry. I wonder if they thought it was, like tide pods or something you
1: just like it dissolves into soap like that's so bizarre I can't rationalize that
0: I think that's what they thought and it was so awkward and I was like oh this is going to be a very long health inspection (laughs) I need to go over how to wash a dish
1: (laughs) I really thought it was gonna like it's it it's not sanitary to not use soap like if you're washing dishes at a restaurant like obviously use soap but I guess I thought it would be more extreme
0: Oh, this restaurant also did have a really bad mice infestation, so that was, like, not even the tip of the iceberg with their issues.
1: Yeah, I really thought that was more the direction we were going. Yeah, not good. Yeah, well, um, how are the secondary characters? Did you like
0: them in Hot Dog Stand? Were there any? (laughs) I gave it a one, because I couldn't remember any. I guess there was, like, the Hot Dog Stand owner and the people who were like, no, don't grab my wallet out of my pants, please yeah I also gave it a one for similar reasons. Who ran the hot
1: dog stand? I don't know. It was pretty much just Nathan doing all of the stuff, and he's a great character, but he is certainly not secondary,
0: yeah, yeah, so I had a ten and a half um total score, and yeah, yeah, I had seven point five Your ten and a half is way too high. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a great idea. successful um, mm. okay, our next lowest is the burger joint from episode six. So same episode as our lowest rank segment, skydiving. But let's go over our burger joint, LA Burger, I believe is what it was called. Yes. So how funny.
1: I gave it a three. Um, I thought it was pretty funny. It was not like one of the funniest episodes for me by any means, but I really loved um, how dramatic each like patron of the burger joint was when they wanted to announce to Nathan that it wasn't the best burger they ever had. Um, I love the segment where they were at the radio station and they were explaining their idea and people were calling in saying, um, you know, this is a really bad idea. Nathan's like, hang
0: up next. So I think that there was a lot to love. Yeah. I gave it a two and a half. Um, I thought it was like pretty funny. I I agree. I think the people who were really dramatic about their burgers were the highlight for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll get to them in secondary characters, but they were definitely the best part. Yeah. So for how successful is the idea, I gave it a one. You know, it was not successful. Uh, I believe it cost Nathan $6,000. So I think proving that they were the best burger in LA was not accomplished and that a lot of people wanted their money back, whether it was them being truthful or not. Um, doing this idea at your business would certainly cost you a lot of money.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not going to split hairs here. I gave it a one as well for the exact mm-hmm. same reason.
1: Yeah. Uh, what did you give? How original is the
0: idea? So I said a 2.5. I don't think that a rebate is, or sorry, not a rebate, but a satisfaction guarantee is super original. But I did think that at a food service place specifically, it's pretty original. So I thought it was kind of like middle of the road.
1: Yeah, I gave it a three. So a similar vibe. Um, I think it's original to, to give out so much for such like an arbitrary decision. Um, so I thought that that was probably something that, you know, other people haven't done before. Um, but it's not like this. Super outstanding, one of a kind idea. It's like a not very clever um, execution of an idea that has been done before of offering something if you're not satisfied. But the hundred dollars is very extreme.
0: One hundred percent. It's a lot of money.
1: <laughs> mhm.
0: Secondary characters. Yes. So I think the
1: secondary characters really made the episode for me, but because none of them were repeat characters, which for me would be where I give our our higher rankings, this I have a three. Um, Again, the noticeable, um, dramatic spitting out of the burger and people poking at it. I think overall... Um, everyone who was involved in the episode was very funny when they had um, the two people inside of the restaurant, and Nathan was explaining to them that they were going to let go one of their employees because, you know, the day's been so bad for them. I think that there were definitely parts of the episode where they brought in other people and they really made it entertaining, but I couldn't tell you any of their names or like explain why they should be on another episode.
0: Yeah, I gave it a 3.5. I thought they were funny, but similar. Like, they're great. However, they're nothing special. You know, they're no Anthony Napoli <laughs> to get into an episode coming later.
1: Like a single tear falls from someone <laughs> listening that had a burger that day. <laughs> Sorry. If you, you are special. You we are special. You. We
0: love you, but... We love you three... 0.5 amount. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad score at all. Mm-hmm. But so we were pretty close on this. A nine and a half from me and a ten from you. So yes. I think we're mm-hmm. kind of we're kind of in lockstep here with the burger yeah. joint. And similarly, our next one after that was pizzeria. Um, this was a 10.25 from both of us with the average. I gave it a ten actually. Oh yeah, but combined with our both of our rankings is a 10.25.
1: You gave it a 10.5? Yeah. Play some very dramatic music
0: at like the (laughs) slightest, slightest difference in our scores. Should we? I don't know. I think when we get to the one that is separated by six, I think we can.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fair. So how funny did you find Pizzeria?
0: I gave it a 2.5 out of 5. You know, this is the first episode of the series, so... I feel like they were still kind of working some things out. Like, I think for an intro episode, this is not bad at all, but it just wasn't, like, insanely funny to me. It was just, like, okay.
1: Yeah, I gave it a two. I didn't think that it was that funny. Yeah. Successful. Mm -hmm. I gave it a one. I didn't think it was successful. I thought that a lot of people were actually really upset at Angel, our delivery driver, unfortunately, for you know, these tiny pizzas and putting out this very unrealistic delivery time. I think that maybe they hoped people would find it much funnier than they did. And unfortunately, they just got a lot of grumpy customers out of it.
0: Yeah, I also gave it a 1.5. So I, I think I thought it was like a little more successful. Because even the people who are mad, like that did make for some good TV moments, at least. But mm-hmm. it definitely isn't something that they would be able to continue anyways. So Hmm. How original
1: is the idea? I gave it a four. Um, I thought that it was very original. Um, You know, making that like tiny pizza in the tiny box was really cute. I haven't seen or heard of another business doing that before. I'm sure that there are other businesses that have like given away like a free dessert or something like that, but I haven't quite seen it in this way. And also, this was a little filmed a little while ago.
0: Yeah, I gave it a 3.5 as well. I thought that the eight minute delivery time was very aggressive, which I appreciate the gusto to try and get it there that quickly. But I thought it, I thought it was pretty original, I guess.. Mm-hmm. And how are the secondary characters for you? I thought they were a three out of five. I think Angel is super funny. I love the part where he sings in the car. I love the part at the end where him and Nathan are talking about how girls are so difficult. And I thought Tony, who was the owner of the pizzeria, was uh, also a pretty, pretty, pretty chill dude.
1: Yeah, so I gave this a three. So kind of similar. Um, I thought that the characters that were in again were lovely. I liked the bonding moment with Nathan, um, but you know, a, th- a fair three. Yeah. So out of twenty, I think as discussed, I gave it a ten.
0: Yeah, and I gave it a ten point five. So we're pretty close. Mm-hmm. Okay, our next one we're going to be talking about is episode four, which is The Caricature Artist. And I feel like this one, again, we're kind of similar. I think we have pretty similar scores for a lot of these lower-ranked episodes.
1: Yeah, so for How Funny Is The Segment, I gave it a two. Um, I just didn't, you know that kind of humor isn't necessarily my vibe of being, like, overly racist, um, so I think that there's kind of, like, the awkward humor that was there for some of, um, some of the parts, and, like, it's nice how well everyone took, um, getting such, like, offensive caricatures of themselves done, like, a lot of people were shown, like laughing with their family about it. And so that's kind of nice to see. Um, But I personally just didn't find it that funny.
0: So bold of you in 2021 to say I'm against racist humor. (laughs) (laughs) It's just not like what I find funny. Actually, I do have to
1: tell you something. So I went to a comedy show once with a friend and he had brought some of his friends who I hadn't met before. And... I found it very noticeable at this comedy show that we laughed at really different jokes. Oh, no. Like, the jokes like this that I probably wouldn't find funny, they were, like, crying laughing at, and, like, the more dorky, like, awkward humor I was laughing really loud at. And after we left, I was like, you know, you got, like, it was nice to meet you and everything, but I left that thinking, you know... We didn't spend much time talking, but based off of the jokes we find funny, we probably won't be the best of friends. We are not compatible, unfortunately. (laughs) Like, we're probably not compatible. And you know what? That might actually be a really good first date test.
0: Ooh, that's a great gauge. I like that a lot.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if there's many opportunities to, like, go to a comedy show with a group of friends where you haven't met some of the people. That seems oddly specific. And also, you can't leave your house. But... It made it very apparent for me very quickly that we probably wouldn't have the best conversations.
0: I love that because there's certain things that are just deal breakers. Like if I had gone on a date with someone and they like were rude to the wait staff or something like that's an automatic like there is no second date.
1: Ooh, spicy. Accurate. 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 But I feel like this is like a sneakier way of doing yeah, that.
0: Totally. Yeah. You can just okay. side eye them if they're like laughing <laughs> at something sketchy. Yeah. You're like, whoa, you found
1: that funny. <laughs> um, so you're welcome to anyone needing a good first aid idea. Um, you can tell if someone, although I guess now a lot of it's online and you have the ability to like chat and joke around first. So maybe you can already gauge their humor. But if not, start off by getting them tickets to an offensive comedy show and see if
0: they (laughs) laugh. Actually, this is totally derailing, but there is a Seinfeld episode, kind of similar, but it is that the person who goes to the comedy show is a big heckler, which I also Mm. would find as a big turnoff, so...
1: Oh, for sure.
0: There you go. Free tips on the Rankings (sighs) podcast. Just killing it with ideas yeah and so on the funny or funny fun or funny for caricature artist, i also gave it a two so we're Mm -hmm. we're on the same page with that one
1: we're running a three-legged right race in tandem (laughs) right now let's see if that continues over oh my god to how successful is the idea
0: i wish is something that's something you can train for in your new home gym
1: Oh, that's true. I have finally accepted that I will be trapped in my house for a long time. And two months ago, we ordered some gym equipment and it's finally here. So now people think that I'm fit, but it's like, wait, wait, I just got the equipment. (laughs)
0: give me me a bit of time
1: yeah someone messaged me being like are you super jacked now and I was like no (laughs) not quite (laughs) I've just been like lying around with my cats for a year straight
0: you mean it doesn't just arrive in your house and you're suddenly jacked I wish I wish I would have ordered it sooner (laughs) so how successful is this idea I gave it a four Yeah, I mean, I gave it a five. You can't deny that they they brought in a lot of people with the the caricatures. The King of Sting, great branding as two people who have worked in marketing. Yeah, everyone seemed to love
1: it. And people love getting their offensive caricatures. And we know that uh, Greg is still doing it today. And people are messaging him. And he is currently still selling them and is still using that branding. So obviously, it worked so well that... Even in 2021, he's throwing out those offensive caricatures and people are loving it.
0: Yeah, he loves that hummingbird penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so how original is the idea? I gave it a two. Um, I think exactly as explained in the episode by Nathan, um, you know, Comedy Central roasts are really big and the idea of using insult comedy isn't new. Um, and it being applied in this way, I'm sure, also isn't super original, but you know, it, it worked well.
0: Yeah, I went 1.5 here. Mm-hmm. I I feel like it's not super original. Like it's cool and it's funny, but definitely roasts have been around for so long. Mhm. Secondary characters. Yeah,
1: I gave secondary characters a two. Um, you know, I think that a lot of the talking quote-unquote was done through his art and as kind of mentioned you know it wasn't necessarily my brand of humor um and yeah that's kind of we only really had one secondary character
0: yeah I gave it a 2.5 I thought he was okay I did think some of the Mm -hmm. customers were pretty funny um this episode also featured a really cute dog that one of the customers was holding so Mm -hmm. I think that's where that 0.5 came from for me that's completely fair
1: that's that's explained perfectly.
0: Yeah. Put a puppy in anything and you're getting points for me. So out of 20, I gave this a 10.
1: How much did you give it?
0: I gave it an 11. So combined, 10.5. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad, not Perfectly great. average. We're kind of in the middle ground here with these. Yeah. episodes. So they're like nothing super special. So if anyone's mm-hmm. like, wow, you guys don't seem super passionate about these. Like, you know, they're... They're fine. Yeah. You should yeah. still watch them. But they're they're alright.
1: Yeah, and most of these segments aren't paired in the same episode together. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: What are we on to next? So our next episode is from the second episode of the season. It is the Summer Santa segment. Wow, that is a tongue-twister, I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> Don't you lie to me? <laughs> Yeah, so episode two. I feel like this is definitely the weakest of the episode two segments. Yeah. Um,
1: I don't remember what's the other episode two. Petting zoo. Yeah. Petting yeah, zoo definitely. and Teen Street. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Poor Summer Santa. Um, how funny is this segment? I gave it a three. Um, I thought that our Santa Claus, uh, really took some left turns that I wasn't expecting that were pretty funny. Um, I really wasn't expecting him to start pulling out guns and they were just like, (laughs) you know, running around the mall. And I think a lot of the humor was kind of created by Nathan. You know, I think as we discussed in the episode, um, there were times that he could have tried to make the idea more successful, but chose to make it funnier instead. And that was kind of a clear path where when the mall says that they don't want to hire them, Um, They could have gone and set up somewhere else. They could have found a mall that would hire them. But instead, they wanted to create this idea where they're going to sneak into the mall and try to set up. And obviously, security is going to come and there's going to be that conversation and, um, you know, that that issue.
0: Yeah, I think they were definitely trying to make conflict here. I gave it a 2.5 as well. I thought it was, or sorry, 2.5. So I'm a little lower than you were. But the guns thing was pretty wild, especially when you pulled out the loaded handgun. That definitely shocking and made me laugh pretty hard. But mm-hmm. it was just okay to me. Yeah. Yeah. For how successful was the
1: idea, I gave it a 2 because, you know, they were kicked out of the mall almost instantly. They weren't able to set up and make any money, so... It wasn't that successful.
0: Yeah, I gave it a 1. I feel like they got kicked out pretty fast. And similar to what we said, I think that they wanted the conflict in order to make the episode more fun. So they could have been successful if they went somewhere else or, like, thought of a different way to do this. But overall, I feel like it was just not super successful. Yeah.
1: Um, for how original is the idea, I gave it a 1.5. It really wasn't that original. Um, Summer in July is like a well-known thing. Lots of people try to do Christmassy things in the summer as like a shtick. Um, So I don't think it's very original.
0: So I gave it a three. I thought that the concept of doing the pictures was pretty original to be like, hey, this is not the typical time when you would take your Santa photos. Like I I thought it was kind of kind of cool. So I I was a little higher on the originality. All right, maybe you hadn't heard of Summer in July or
1: Christmas <laughs> in July. That's fine.
0: <laughs> I mean, we famously celebrated. I guess we did Halloween in July at Canada's Wonderland, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard of Christmas in July, but I don't think that usually Christmas in July also features a Santa. Picture. I think it does.
1: Normally, like Santa in like boogie shorts, like by the beach.
0: But this was Santa in like full Santa garb in this. That's true. Oh, you know?
1: That's true. The originality lies somewhere between my score and your score, but certainly not higher.
0: No, it's there's no way it's above a 3 Mm-hmm.
1: So how are the secondary characters? I gave this a four because Santa was frickin' wild. Uh, you don't meet characters like that very often, and I just, like, really wasn't expecting most of what came out of his mouth, and his life story was just wild.
0: Yeah, I also gave it a four. Uh, James Bailey, who was our Santa... Wow. Wild character, the the guns, the everything. Just, just what a guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I really didn't see that coming. So I think it was uh, pretty shocking,
0: but he's very memorable. 100%. Mm-hmm. So I gave this a 10 and a half. I also gave this a 10 and a half. Well, there you go. So Whoa. we're totally in line here. Uh, the next one we have, just above Summer Santa is our job interviews segment. So this is a segment with Amir the 7-year-old, H. John Benjamin and Ted the Turtle where Nathan is trying to prove to us that all that matters is your confidence.
1: So I think is this where we announce that this is probably our biggest score
0: difference. This yeah, this is a big score difference. So I'm I'm excited to get into it.
1: Let's play some very dramatic music. <laughs> Will our friendship recover from this conversation?
0: I certainly hope so. If not, Mm -hmm. I will bring in a turtle who will respond to all of your questions. And guess what?
1: It won't be funny. (laughs) So on that note, how funny is this segment? It's not that funny. I gave it a two. I'm standing by this decision. Wow! You will
0: not convince me that this segment is that funny. I gave this a five. I think this segment is so funny. The moment where the seven year old kid asks the lawyer, Do you like skateboarding? It never fails to make me laugh. And you H- laugh out loud. I laugh out loud. I laugh out loud when H. John Benjamin talks about the mom being dead. Like, it is, is so very sad. <laughs> no, Listen. no. Maybe if we went to a comedy show together, you'd be like, I don't want to hang out with Kelly anymore. Her humor is too dark. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. I think some of the issues that I had were, you know, to start with the turtle says nothing. That that joke's, like, not that funny. Like, it's just not that funny. Like, the turtle says nothing, so Nathan says nothing. And it's just, like, kind of awkward for a second.
0: I think The, the subtlety, though, in, like... Nathan knows the turtle is not going to talk, obviously. So the subtlety—oh, him- <laughs> really—the <laughs> <laughs> subtlety of him sitting there and just barely like moving his face to kind of make it look like he's acknowledging what the person is saying, I think, is is so funny. It was a little awkward, but it wasn't like funny.
1: Maybe some. It was not, not laugh funny. out loud funny. A five is an insanely high score. Like you better have been sobbing, laughing from start to finish of this segment.
0: I think this thing was very funny. <laughs> I laugh really hard when I watch it. <laughs> yeah, it it
1: was it was okay. You know, it was less than okay. Actually, I gave it a two. All
0: right. How successful is the idea?
1: It was not successful. It just wasn't. I gave it a two and that was generous.
0: I gave it a two as well, so. Okay, Listen. wow. Wait. Whoa. Listen. Okay. Just wait.
1: So reasonable.
0: Originality.
1: I gave it a two. I also gave it a two. <laughs> Whoa. I'm I'm gonna do a little spoiler. I gave it a two across the board. Oh, you didn't like the secondary characters? They were fine. You know, they were okay. I didn't think it was nearly as funny as you did. So therefore, I didn't think the secondary characters were that funny, which is mainly why I would like a secondary character. Either they're, like, really original and out there and do something I didn't expect. Um, But each character did exactly what I expected them to do. Amir asked funny questions that, like, you know, had nothing to do with anything because he's a seven-year-old. The turtle said nothing that's very expected, uh, John Benjamin or H. John Benjamin, like he's really funny in his own segments, but it's very expected and he just was who he is. But, you know, making someone feel really awkward in a job interview and like a little insulted and like talking about their dead parent, like, I don't know. I didn't like, it didn't make me laugh out loud.
0: I gave us a five. I thought the secondary characters are everything. I love Amir the seven-year-old. I love Ted the Turtle. And I love H. John Benjamin. I see where you're coming from, that it was, like, a little dark. But at the same time, like, that's kind of H. John Benjamin's vibe. Yeah, you know,
1: for H. John Benjamin, I probably could have given it a little bit higher than a two. um, But probably the most I would give it is a three, like, Ted the turtle doesn't do anything.
0: He's so cute. He's such a cute turtle. He can be cute, but, like, I don't know. It's just not necessary. Listen, I will not take this slander for turtles. As I said, I gave, you know, a point five because there was a cute puppy in one of the other ones. Similarly, I gave some points for the turtle because I love the turtle. So you're,
1: so you're into people gluing business cards on turtles' backs?
0: no taking them out of their natural habitat and using them
1: as a business card we haven't gotten to that one yet a living business card that's humane (laughs)
0: listen you're talking (laughs) to a literal vegetarian
1: (laughs) i don't know you're you're okay with trapping turtles and gluing things to their shelves for advertisement purposes
0: that's not even five out of five five. that's not even this segment you love
1: that yeah it (laughs) is no
0: it's not yes it is taxi segment Is it? Yeah. (laughs) Damn it.
1: (laughs) Hmm. Oh, yeah. Ted the turtle's really big. Ted the turtle is huge. He's the big turtle. Listen, he's still not a funny turtle.
0: He's probably living the life eating salad, romaine lettuce.
1: I I really like the videos where they make, like, hippopotamuses and turtles uh, birthday cakes out of watermelon.
0: Yeah, it's so cute. Listen. But
1: not funny. (laughs)
0: Whatever. We're just never going to agree on this. I gave this a 14. I love this segment. I think the segment
1: is fine. I like it. Um, But it's just not one of my favorite segments. You just found it so much funnier than me. I think that individually, the characters could, like, if I were to, like, say I could have ranked higher in a category, it would be like the secondary characters. Like, individually, they're like, they're like lovely people. But. It just wasn't, like, as entertaining for me as it was for you.
0: It's fine. We can move on to... (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) Episode 7, the animal hospital segment. So this is one of the failed segments that we see in the Claw of Shame episode where we have the dead animals speaking to children via a video from the grave.
1: Yeah, I thought this was pretty funny. I gave it a 3.5. Uh yeah I just thought that it was a it was an interesting concept Um I think probably one of the funniest parts are that the kid like just didn't believe it at all and was immediately like that is not my dog's voice and just the whole concept of like well what would your dog's voice sound like and when you were saying that it's just like the parent's voice I like that part
0: yeah I gave it a 3.5 as well so I felt similar mm-hmm. about you know it was like kind of funny I think that one of the funnier parts, too, and I don't know if we described this super well in the episode, is that the video that they show is essentially, like, the dog, like, an actual picture of the dog, but then there's all these weird, like, 2D clip art kind of dog things around it, and I feel like that's, that really adds to my enjoyment of this episode. Yeah, the the graphics were
1: definitely one of the highlights. They're super funny, um... And yeah, I like the way that he like went on Yelp to find a voice actor and only one person responded. So he was like, all right, you're the guy. (laughs) Yes. Um, For how successful is the idea? I gave it a two. Um, The kid did not believe this, but I didn't give it a one because I saw potential.
0: I gave it a one because the kid like burst into tears (laughs) and hated this. He was so sweet and sad, and he I was felt such terrible.
1: A cute kid. But I did think that one person was a very small sample size. And maybe you could have tricked another, maybe d- a different child. But yeah, <laughs> I ranked it pretty low. I felt bad for the kid. It was really sad.
0: Imagine having to explain to the kid after, too, like, oh, oh the dog isn't actually dead. We just did this <laughs> for a TV show. I didn't even
1: think. If their dog had actually died, I assume that it had. And imagine putting out an ad being like, for casting, being like, D- do you have a small child and your pet just died?
0: Oh no. I don't think their dog oh actually died. Oh my God. Died. I think their dog was
1: still alive and it was just like a test. That's so much more messed up to bring your child there and be like, your dog is dead, by the way. <laughs> yeah, like, I- that's a horrible <laughs> thing to do to a child. I have so many more questions now that I didn't think of before about how they cast this father-son duo, and is their pet okay?
0: Yeah. I think the dog's name was Maggie. I don't remember, but... I hope...
1: I nice. mean, it's been a few years, but I hope Maggie's doing okay.
0: <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. This is like, seven years ago, so the odds on oh, Maggie's no. still kicking. You know who's still kicking? I'm positive. Ted the Turtle, because turtles live to yeah. be, like, 200. That's true. Yeah, that is a
1: plus for Ted the Turtle. Long Longevity.
0: All right. Originality.
1: I gave it a five. I've never heard of doing something like this before.
0: Yeah, I gave it a 3.5. I I think it's sort of original, but I, I think there's like some things that are not exactly like this, but I feel like there are some things similar to this out there. Yeah, I
1: haven't heard of anything or like thought of anything that is like, take a video of your pet, put a voiceover on it. And have the pet tell your child that it's gone. Um, I don't even know if after this show came out if anybody tried to do it. I didn't research it, but it's like news to me. Something
0: I wouldn't have thought of. Secondary characters. I gave it a 2. Yeah, 2.5 for me yeah i feel bad like the kid was sweet
1: the dad was sweet i mean i mean the dad's questionably sweet because if he put <laughs> his child through this and their pet was fine that's so sad but you know they weren't they weren't that funny they weren't that memorable i feel bad but you know it's okay don't, i don't know their names
0: they don't listen i'm sure
1: <laughs> yeah I'd feel really bad if someone who we said something not the most favorable about listened and then was sad about it. Just know you can probably convince us otherwise. We don't know you in person. We know an edited version of you. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
0: So, yeah, I'm for a total score of 10.5 for me and 12.5 for Megan and an average of 11.5. That's Animal Hospital. Hmm. Next up, we have the other half of episode 1 which is yogurt shop and this was our poo flavored frozen yogurt episode yeah so
1: i don't know what you had given it but for how funny is the segment i gave it a 3 um you know it was funny not hilarious uh the main parts that i thought were funny didn't necessarily have to do with the the idea at the yogurt shop, but were all of the like implementations of this plan. So going and getting the taste test done, um, I thought was really funny. I, I like the segment going to the PR firm um, with Tyler. So I thought like leading up to having it at the shop was much funnier than the poo flavored yogurt actually being at the shop.
0: Yeah, I gave it a 2.5. So I was like a mm-hmm. little bit lower I thought that it was, it was just fine. It was kind of middle of the road for me. Yeah. In fact, like most of the
1: time, if I'm trying to get someone to watch Nathan for you, I try to get them to watch a different first episode um, because it's really not one of my favorites. And I'm like, once you get the show and you see some of like the highlights, I don't mind you going back and starting from episode one, but I'm kind of like, don't judge Nathan for you on this one episode because I feel like it has more potential.
0: Yeah. 100%. -hmm. How successful was this idea to you? I
1: gave it a 1.5. I didn't think it was very successful. Um, You know, they kind of immediately changed their mind about it. Um, And yeah, you know, there were a few random children that ate the poo-flavored ice cream, which was thus my 0.5. But aside from that, um, you know, Nick Bautista, uh, the head of Yogurt Haven, um, he... He didn't love the idea. He wasn't enthused by it, but he allowed Nathan to put the yogurt in, and then Nathan came back the next day and was like, you know what? Even I think this is a terrible idea.
0: Yeah, I put it as a three because I felt like when we saw the people actually in the shop, it seemed like the shop was pretty busy with the poo yogurt, and to the point where the owner of the yogurt shop had to put up a sign that said, we don't serve the poo yogurt anymore. So I feel like that means that it was probably pretty popular, even though like it's very gross. <laughs> people still want to I, try it.
1: I do feel like Nathan was like, write this handwritten sign and stick it up. But maybe. Maybe. I guess a lot of it is we don't really know how much they sold that day. They decided to take it down. They did show some people eating it, and I do wonder if they were... Like encouraging of customers getting it you know they have a film crew and they're like we're here for this crazy flavor kids like what do you think so you know it could be anywhere between those scores and we just don't really know for sure kelly yeah. how original
0: is the idea i gave us a 4.5 i thought it was pretty original i think in the lost version of this podcast though we did discuss the fact that Birdie Bot's every flavor beans and kind of gross flavors do exist now. So I was kind of medium on my rating after we talked it through a little, but at the time I did think it was pretty original. Yeah. You
1: know, I also gave it a 4.5. Um, I think it's a fairly original idea. And, and I think that while there are a very few companies that have put out like flavors like this, specifically, again, we had chatted about Birdie Bot's, um, But I don't think many other businesses have thought of this. So overall, pretty original.
0: Yeah, it's just so bold to be like, we're going to make something that's literally disgusting
1: on purpose. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Secondary characters.
1: Yeah, I gave this a three. Um, Again, it was not necessarily people in the yogurt shop. But again, those segments leading up to it, I thought everybody in the taste test was really funny. I thought that Tyler was pretty funny, and overall it was, like, a, a pretty good secondary cast, and they really added to the episode.
0: Yeah, I only gave this a 1.5. Um, I'm pretty high on Tyler, but everyone else was kind of whatever to me. <laughs> yeah, I gave Tyler such a higher ranking than know, you did, though. surprising.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, while I don't, like, agree with his opinion, he was entertaining, Um And, like, he added to the show, and I think that when the secondary characters really add a lot and they're shown, it it can completely
0: make the segment. Yeah, he has a nice car. Yeah, apparently. (laughs) That's all we know about him. Yeah. So, we're pretty lockstep again here. 11.5 for me and 12 for Megan, so Mm -hmm. almost equal. Um, Our next one, we have a bit of a discrepancy, and the next one we're talking about is episode three. The restaurant segment. So this is the restaurant where Nathan proposes that they should allow anyone, even if they're not a customer, to use their restroom. And they will show an ad about the restaurant while the people are using the bathroom.
1: Okay, so for how funny this segment is, I gave it a three. You know, I thought I thought it was pretty funny, um, mainly because of Gloria, who owned the restaurant, like Nathan asking her about her will afterwards, I thought was funny. I thought him going around to other businesses and putting up those signs in the window, um, you know, with all those fun catchphrases was funny. Um, You know, I didn't think it was hilarious. I I only gave it a three, but I thought that it was decently funny.
0: Yeah, I gave this a one. It just didn't really do it for me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's fair. How successful was this idea?
1: So I ranked this very high. I gave it a 4.5 because almost everybody that used the washroom stayed to eat. I think everyone except for one person, which is like pretty darn good. And somehow they got away with recording people in the washroom, which is <laughs> unbelievable that... There was only one person that was furious. I was expecting this to kind of blow up in in flames, and everyone was very cool about it. They signed the papers. They sat down for a meal, and I was shocked by how successful it was.
0: Yeah, I gave it a four because I feel similar. Like, I think it was a pretty successful plan. I think that this kind of exists at other places, which will roll into originality, But I definitely feel Mm -hmm. like places use advertisements in their bathroom pretty often. But I've always wondered, like, do people really pay that much attention to what's on the back of the door in the bathroom? Apparently they do. Yeah. Yeah. So for how original is the idea, I gave it a two. Um,
1: I've been to multiple restaurants and just facilities in general that put advertisements up on, on bathroom stalls and in the washroom. Um, you know, they're not always videos. It's normally just like a poster or something, but I don't think it's that original. And I guess from the aspect of letting people use your washroom to try to get more customers, I'm not, I guess you can't really tell if other businesses have done that, but there are businesses that exist that let you use their washroom if you're not a customer.
0: Yeah. I gave this a 2.5. So similar yep. vibes. Mm-hmm. Secondary characters. Yeah. I want to hear your ranking first. I gave this a 2.5.
1: Okay. I, yeah, I thought you'd rank it low. I gave it a four because I love Glor Yeah. I love Gloria so much. She is so sweet and so kind. And I thought (laughs) she was really funny agreeing to everything, like nice to a full, you know, saying that you know, agreeing to be like, oh yeah, I'll go ask my daughter if you should be in my will. I'm like, <laughs> Gloria, honey, what are you doing? Um, I liked all of the the random patrons who use the washroom and they were filming them and they came out and I thought it was really funny, like Nathan needing to explain to them what happened and him talking them into staying and them being weirdly okay. Like I wasn't expecting that. And then the one person losing it at him was really funny. Um, so maybe I ranked it a little bit high, but I, I thought that they were pretty funny and that they probably made the episode... Like, the Gloria segment at the end was the episode, I feel.
0: Yeah, that's totally fair. I mean, I really like Gloria as well. And, like, a 2.5, I feel like, is not super low. Like, I just thought they were kind of middle-of-the-road middle, um, middle mm-hmm. of the road secondary characters. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the the chat at
1: the end with Gloria is what made that segment, like that's the memorable part from the segment, I think. I think when people refer to the episode as a whole, they say, you know, when Nathan tried to get into her will and that's the part that people remember. They don't say, oh, when they made the washroom free to get more customers into the restaurant. So for like the customer, like the interaction between Gloria and Nathan being the memorable part of the segment
0: is why i ranked it high that's fair i see where you're coming from (laughs) i won't fight you on it but i'm also not that's okay (laughs) yeah that's fine (laughs) so i had a 10 meg had a 13.5 for a total of 11.75 so this one and yogurt shop were actually tied um with the scores we gave them Mm -hmm. and we're almost in the top 10 just two more to go before we hit our top 10 segments Next up is episode seven. So again, this is one of the failed ideas within the claw of shame idea. And that is the bar with the magician. I
1: love this segment. I love this segment (laughs) so much. It's ridiculous how much I like it, especially when I don't think when we started this rewatch, I remembered this at all. Like, I think when we watched it, it was it might as well have been completely new information to me. But I thought it was hilarious. I gave it a four
0: wow okay I gave it a three
1: that's fair yeah
0: not a five but still I think if it was longer like if it was a full length segment I think this could Mm -hmm. have been a full idea and it would have been like top tier so it's kind Mm -hmm. of a bummer that it was only one of the failed ideas yeah I think also what helped me find it so
1: funny is our discussion afterwards Like, all of the conversation it sparked uh, between us and just, like, chatting about the magicians and, like, the logistics of this plan and, like, how would you make it happen in real life. I just felt like it was such a big discussion topic as well that people watching the episode could come away with it out of those three segments with the most to discuss with this one.
0: Yeah. Listen, the Medieval Times idea, I'm telling you, they need to implement this at Medieval Times. It would be amazing. Yeah, it would be fantastic. They should definitely do that. Um, how successful was this idea? I went with a two. I was kind of like... Oh, wow. I don't know. We don't really know how successful it is. I guess he takes home the one guy, but then we realize like, Nathan has to stay with this guy. He has to drive this guy's car home. So, really, it, it can't be implemented in the manner that we saw in the episode. Yeah, I
1: think you and I had discussed some amendments that should be made. I think we had chatted about how... You know, we could have four or five magicians outside and then there should be drivers that once they identify who the drunk patrons are, you know, send them away. I did still rank this very high at a four because he found someone who shouldn't be drinking and driving. So he successfully identified them, successfully got (laughs) them home and managed to like tuck this person into bed. And, you know, the guy let him do this, which is insane that it worked like i cannot believe that this guy kept agreeing to what nathan was saying and while we didn't see him do this multiple times so with other people maybe it wouldn't work but the one thing we saw was successful and that's shocking offhand
0: (laughs) yeah i i don't think i would have let nathan uh, tuck me into bed just saying really (laughs) (laughs) i think colin would have had some questions if i did
1: I mean, I guess if you knew him as, like, Nathan Fielder from this show, and you were like, he's a magician, he he (laughs) saw that I was drunk and wanted to make sure I got home safe, Colin would be like, all right, fine, but you need to leave now. (laughs) Get out of here, Nathan. You're not getting into our will either. All right. So how original is this idea?
0: I went with the three. I thought it was pretty original. Um... I've never been to a bar where there is any manner of deciding if you can drive home other than what the bartenders or wait staff think, so I feel like having a, a separate person who actually tests your blood alcohol limit is pretty original to me. Yeah, I gave this a four because I've never
1: seen anyone try to disguise a breathalyzer as anything else. (laughs) True. Um, Or like people waiting outside the bar to monitor if you're okay or not. Um, In fact, probably the opposite of like, as soon as (laughs) you leave, they don't care about you at all. They're like, oh, like figure out how to get home. So just the fact that he wants the (laughs) bar to be like caring outside of that (laughs) and disguise it in a creative and unique way. Um, I thought that was very original.
0: Okay, apologies to anyone who could hear my dog barking, but she was very grumpy. Um, how she do- is
1: forgiven. <laughs> 10 out of 10 dog, no questions <laughs> asked.
0: How do we feel about these secondary characters?
1: I feel like Nathan really carried it. So I gave uh, our drunk friend who doesn't brush his teeth a two. He just kind of <laughs> went with it. And, you know, he was all right.
0: Yeah, I gave him a 3.5. I don't know why. I guess I just felt bad maybe that he was sleeping on the couch. I don't know. (laughs) I wish I remember why.
1: Yeah, I think he could have been funnier, but I guess he was pretty drunk. And so I don't know. He was all right. He was also the only secondary character. So I think a lot of the times when the scores get high are either there's one or two like real standouts or there's enough other people that really make the episode that you can find something to like about two or three people. So we had one person who's kind of the whole segment is about him. And he was okay. Um, He didn't brush his teeth, which was upsetting. (laughs) Uh, And it was just more sad than funny, him like saying that he has no one to brush his teeth for and he's just going to sleep on the couch. And I was like, oh, maybe Nathan can stay and be your friend a bit.
0: Yeah, I feel but like he's one of the characters that I need a follow-up with. I'm
1: actually now realizing how sad it is that Nathan is always asking people to be his friend, and he didn't ask this guy who probably would have said yes. Oh my god, truly. Right? That's a great point. I, I didn't notice that until right now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if Nathan had tried to be friends with him and they made it a bit of a bigger segment, he would have like shot up if we could have seen his personality a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I could see them having a great time, like singing karaoke together, perhaps singing yeah. parody songs together, doing magic tricks together. Would have been great. <laughs> he wakes up the next day being like, Nathan Bud, you really got me with that wand. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my god, what a prank! <laughs> all right, our next one, and this is our eleventh ranked out of all of the segments, is the taxi company from episode eight. And we actually both gave this the same total ranking, so it'll be interesting to see if it was across the board or just in uh, different categories. Should we say our numbers at the same time for each
1: one? (laughs) We can try. Okay, so how funny is the segment? Do we go like three, two, one, go?
0: Yeah, I think we do. Okay. Three, two, one, three. Three. Kelly. <laughs> Sorry. I thought you were gonna say three, two, one, go, and then you just went three, two, one, so it threw me off. Sorry, I
1: meant like the go part to be like <laughs> oh, where okay. you say the number. Gotcha. Okay, we'll do it better. Okay, <laughs> okay well, the yeah, next
0: one. It was fix it.
1: Okay, let's just do this across. Yeah, this segment was kind of funny. <laughs> How successful was it? Three, two, one, three. Four.
0: Kelly! Oh man! <laughs>
1: We were not the same? You're so off of what I'm doing.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, um, I said it at the same time.
1: Yeah. That's Did probably, you? I, there might maybe be a there's delay. an audio gap because I heard myself say three and then like a two beats later, I heard you're four.
0: No, I think there's so, just an audio delay.
1: <laughs> okay. We'll have to see what it sounds like on the podcast. So... This idea, I think, you know, people were using the tablet. They seemed to enjoy it. Um, our lovely taxi driver friend did not know the whale facts, unfortunately. Um, and they did have to pull over and ask the passenger to leave and they had to discuss it. So it's not its peak success, but it could turn into something more.
0: Yeah. This idea has the most potential of, m- like, probably any of the ideas. I would say. Yeah, if Uber isn't
1: already using this,
0: like, what are they, they doing?
1: They probably, yeah. What are they doing? Okay,
0: originality.
1: <clears throat> do you want to do the countdown?
0: Okay, three, two, one, two, four. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I think there's just an audio delay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I gave it a two because I don't think this is, you know, really groundbreaking stuff that they came up with here. I love the idea. I would use the idea. I think that we've all sat in a taxi and thought to ourselves, wow, I really wish that I didn't have to talk right now. Or, wow, I really wish that I could talk about, you know, specifically something that happened this week. Like, maybe if I was in a taxi this week, all I would want to talk about is the Cocaine Bear movie that's going to be released soon. And uh, I never got a chance to. (laughs)
1: Yeah,
0: I thought it was pretty original. I
1: think that today with like taxis and apps and everything that's out, you know, it seems like an obvious thing that someone could do. I've never been in a cab where they use this. And I think probably before like Uber, this was a pretty original idea. And it's something even today I've never seen before. So that's why I ranked it so highly.
0: That's fair. Okay. Secondary characters.
1: Well, I think we know that we have different answers for (laughs) this.
0: I gave them a four. I thought that the taxi driver, Ruben, was pretty funny. Um, Ruben's hilarious. Even though he didn't know the whale facts, I think he did a great job with making up his own stories. His story about punching a shark was amazing. Um, And I thought that Natabi, who was the taxi cab company owner, was also just seemed like a very lovely human.
1: Yeah, I mean, the secondary characters were great. Ruben in particular was really funny. Um, Him not studying is just very relatable. (laughs) Um, And then needing to like fake his way through it. I understand coming up with stories and he really rolled with the punches. Um, I gave it a three, you know, they were great, but they weren't like standout, outstanding, Um, super memorable. Clearly I got this segment confused earlier. <laughs> um, so as much as I love our turtle friend, to me, I guess,
0: in my memory, they didn't, and uh, they weren't as memorable as I thought that they were. Megan thinks all turtles look the same, even when one is small and one is huge. The way that you're saying that is like you're saying it to Colin. <laughs> Are you saying that to Colin? I wish. He's, like, far in another room and probably not paying attention.
1: To be clear, I think small turtles and big turtles look different.
0: I just couldn't
1: remember their difference. And offhand, putting your business card on the large turtle would be much more effective.
0: Maybe if it was like your resume. Because you have like a larger surface area.
1: Yeah. And then you just like drop off an enormous turtle.
0: (laughs) It'd be hard to carry though. Yes. And you'd have to have like a ton of food. (laughs) So we are in our top 10 segments now. So we're going to run through these. Number 10, we have, from episode 8, the Quiznos blind date. Wow. I thought this was really funny. I love this segment so much.
1: <laughs> yeah, I really love it. I love our characters. I love that they brought Rachel back from the hunk. Like, that was super Genius. fun. Um, I love Solomon, of course. I liked his poem. I like, you know, the fact that they thought that the sandwiches were toasty. Um, I ranked this a 3.5 and I think that a lot of the humor from the Quiznos like representative I felt like it was a little obvious that they were cutting things out so for her when they made it seem like she jumped in and was really insisting that they say certain things I think it was obvious that she wasn't doing that and that they cut out their other talking points but I really liked it I thought it was really funny and yeah, Solomon's always great.
0: Yeah, I gave this a four. I, I thought it was hilarious. Especially, mm-hmm. like, when Nathan has to drill down and be like, look, I love Quiznos <laughs> as much as anyone, but we can't do this.
1: Yeah, and I kind of think from this point forward, like, I, I like pretty much everything that Nathan Free puts out. Yes. And, like, everything we're giving at this point must be pretty high if it's in the top ten. So, like, I thought this was very funny and i'd love to have more content like this and i love a good product placement
0: 100 percent successful mm-hmm. i gave it a three it's hard to judge because it was a date we don't know if they went on a second date but i think they were able we to did
1: creep we did yes. creep a little bit online and they are not currently together so i also gave this a three you know are we um you know beeping out quiznos in this episode i don't know Probably not. Um, That took a lot of my time. (laughs)
0: Last time, I don't think I want to do that again.
1: Yeah. So uh, Big Sandwich didn't reach out to us. You know, maybe we're not going to go eat some Toasty Quiznos sandwiches, but uh, that's okay. I actually had someone message uh, me saying, what sandwich shop are you talking about? And I guess they were listening to the podcast, but they weren't like watching the episodes right before listening. Amazing. Um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, shout out Kyle Picard. He didn't know which sandwich shop we were talking
0: about. <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. Listen, I wish they had sent us that toasty money, but they didn't. So what can you do? No.
1: So I guess we'll, we'll give in and talk about them anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How original? Yeah, for originality, I only gave this a two. Um, you know, product placement is not original. Um they are a TV show, so product placements on a TV show aren't original, even that, even if that's a TV show about a date. Um, I just don't think it's that original.
0: Yeah. It I was gave, fun. I liked it. Uh, I gave it a 3.5. I, I thought it was kind of funny to have like a sponsored date. I don't know how frequently people were really doing that around 2014. Like I think now with influencers and stuff, this is a lot more common yeah,
1: every influencer, like, picnic date by the water is sponsored by some company.
0: Yeah. This episode actually reminds me a lot of one of my favorite movies, 2001's Josie and the Pussycats, which is famously all about product placement. Um, but the Quiznos date just reminds me so much of the fact that, like, in that movie, there's all of these different brands. Like, their entire house, each room is a brand. And, I don't know, just gives me flashbacks to that. It really tickles me. It's one of my favorite films. Yeah, and
1: product placements normally don't bother me super much, unless it, like, really takes over the movie. We recently watched uh, the Power Rangers movie. <laughs> we did. And the Krispy Kreme product placement was aggressive. It was a lot. It
0: was a lot. And I, I, really like I
1: didn't, yeah, I did not go get a Krispy Kreme donut, did you?
0: Goodness, no. It
1: didn't work, and I still have not had a Quizno sandwich.
0: Listen, everyone should support small business right now. Like, seriously, you know, Quiznos, Big Sandwich, they're going to be fine. Big Crispy, they're going to be fine. Like, big Big Crispy. <laughs> they had that Power Rangers money, so they're doing okay. Yeah, Big Crispy is what my friends call me.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> Forever and always. Actually, for real, we called you DJ Kelly Kells. That is, that is a
0: nickname that I had. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So my total rating for Quiznos was 12.
0: I had a 14.5. I think for me, like, especially the characters like Solomon and Rachel, I think brought my score oh, up a lot. I don't think we said how
1: are the secondary characters. I don't think we gave that ranking.
0: Oh, yeah. I gave it a 4. I gave it a
1: 3.5. I really loved all the secondary characters. I thought they were really funny. I just didn't think it was, like, the funniest ones on Nathan for you, but I thought that they were great.
0: Yeah. Even the quiz nose rap I really like.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was fun.
0: Alright, so our ninth top season. Sorry, our ninth topped segment is from episode six. Death is so sad, Megan. We're going to I can't
1: believe home. this one is actually this low. I love Funeral Home.
0: And I'm higher on this than you. <laughs>
1: Whoa.
0: (laughs) I think it's just our rating system.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, perhaps, I guess you'll see, but I think perhaps the success of this idea might have brought it down a tiny bit for me. So how funny is the segment? I gave it a four. I thought the segment was hilarious. There were so many fun extra characters in it, Um, you know, from the audition process to like the guy pretending to be dead in the coffin and Nathan going and closing it on him, to our favorite song from Nathan for You so far, Death is So Sad. Um, I thought that there were a lot of really great moments throughout it, and I thought that it was really funny.
0: Yeah, I gave it a 3.5, so similar feelings. I thought it, mm-hmm. I think it's a very funny segment. hmm. How successful? So you said you were pretty low on this, so I'm curious
1: yeah you know i think that you know although our funeral director was a little bit more yes than no i think ultimately she ended up being more no than yes it is not currently on her website so i don't think that she ever actually used the idea um i think we chatted a little bit about how logistically it would be difficult for the person to be able to tell if they got their money's worth or if it was successful because obviously this is only a service you would pay for for yourself And given the context, you might not be there to judge its success. Um, And I think that while the script Nathan wrote was funny for us to watch, um, it's not what you would want at your actual funeral for like your family to see that you've been in affairs and you gave people money and all this crazy stuff probably isn't what you want to, like, leave your family thinking of you. You probably want them to know who you actually were and not think you had this whole secret life with all these people that they don't know about.
0: I mean, I love a good dramatic scene. So I feel like it would be kind of fun to be at a funeral and have someone come out and be like, actually, I was having an affair with the dead person. Like, I feel like that'd be kind of exciting. Well, I do think that's a completely separate argument because that would be hilarious.
1: And that would be very fun, but I don't think that was, like, the goal.
0: <laughs> Fair. But, I gave but that a, would
1: be really fun.
0: I gave it a three on success.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's not like we were at one and five. Two and yeah. three is not so not so far apart.
0: Yes. Originality. Um, I gave this a three.
1: Um, I think it's original in the context of using it for a funeral. I think in pop culture, like people joke about hiring people, you know, to show up for your funeral and stuff like that. Um, but I think the concept of like hiring friends is not super original paying for friends. Um, you know, people do that to look more popular. People pay for dates. There's lots of different avenues that people pay other humans to show up and do things, even actors, you know, you pay them to show up. To make it look like there's a crowd in a movie. There's lots of different contexts where, you know, you pay people to look more popular.
0: Fair. I gave it a four. I thought it was pretty original. Especially with the whole script aspect. And I I appreciate that they did the dry run so that we could really see what the potential of this idea could be. Yeah, I think it would have
1: been nice to see these actors in an actual funeral setting um <laughs> <No>. i th- <laughs> but right like i think that that would have really shown if it actually works or not but we got kind of like this fake funeral and you can't actually tell if it's successful or not because of that
0: yeah a funeral shout out to touchdown Whoa. tommy his he has an idea to have a funeral yeah our, our millennial makeover of the funeral yeah we can incorporate all of it um Mm -hmm. secondary characters i gave a four i love the secondary characters in this episode i think that they all are hilarious especially candy um the actors the actress who says she can do accents and then proceeds to not be able to do accents just absolutely kills me
1: yeah i also gave secondary characters a four so i think we're on the exact same page like they were really funny. They definitely made the episode. And I think we had a lot of fun discussing it afterwards, going through each of the actors and their audition process and actually seeing them execute the show. Nathan's song was super funny and Candy was like so lovely, such a good sport. And even the way she explained her feelings on the idea, like one, it was how a person probably should explain their feelings, but it was also super funny. So I really loved everyone on this.
0: Yes, and our rankings ended up being a 14.5 from me and a 13 from Megan. So combined, we have a 13.75 for Funeral Home, which actually ties with our next one, which is from episode three. It is the segment on the clothing store hardware. What What a segment this is. I probably... Just looking quickly, this is one of the highest ranked that I have for how funny this segment is. And I actually gave it a 4.5.
1: okay. Yeah, I gave this a 3.5. I still thought that it was very funny. Um, Yeah, you know, I liked Simon, our our main character. You know, I think he's pretty prolific in the community and everybody thinks of him immediately as a substantial addition to this episode (laughs) um i think he's really funny i think that the people who come to the store they they weren't that funny um like all the people buying the clothes so i think that there was an opportunity for them to find maybe some people shopping who were humorous. So I think someone who's underrated is Gabby, the store owner. I really love the part where her and Nathan are like giggling at the back and they're kind of figuring out the fact um, that like Simon's really into women's breasts and that's what he's ranking it off of. I thought that they were like a really funny duo and I love their chemistry and I wish that they had shown more of the two of them together.
0: Yeah, I wish that she came on for the hunk.
1: Oh, that would have been so good.
0: I feel like they would have been a great match.
1: Nathan could have at least had her on as his stylist or something, even if she wasn't a contestant. He could have been styled. Yes. That would have been really good.
0: How successful did you think this idea was? So
1: I thought it was only a 1.5. I think they showed it wasn't successful. They ended up just giving away a bunch of clothes, and then they forced one girl to come back and kind of threatened her to make a friend of hers come and force her to buy clothing, which would have never happened. And yeah, I just didn't think it was that successful.
0: Yeah, I gave it a one as well. So I kind Mm -hmm. of agreed.
1: Yeah, so for how original is the idea, I gave it a 3.5. I think that whereas today, you know, with influencers, as we had discussed, people are letting these hot chicks steal clothes all over the place and are counting on them referring their friends. So maybe today, if I had taken that into account, it wouldn't be so original, but they did this first. And I think when this episode came out, it's not something people would have really thought of. Um, I think that they thought of, you know, bigger names and celebrities as being people who would refer fans, but not really all of these, I guess, more normal people if that's like the right phrase like influencers (laughs) to to be doing stuff like this
0: yeah totally i gave this a four as well i do think like with influencers this is basically how places run right now Mm -hmm. but i think at the time like just allowing a hot person to steal is quite a twist on it
1: yeah i think that that was original then yes um how are the secondary characters i gave this a 4.5 because iconic
0: yeah i went five gabby and simon and even the uh girl who was able to steal even the people who weren't allowed to steal and simon being like sorry you're not hot enough to steal just everything all of oh the gosh, secondary yeah. characters are great in this episode
1: yeah they were all really really funny um and yeah, I, I loved it. I thought this was a really funny segment.
0: Yes. Yeah, so clothing store got a 14 and a half from me and a 13 from Megan for a combined 13.75. And our next one is from episode five. We're going to be talking the hunk, which I'm surprised the hunk is pretty low. I think that
1: there's one category that really destroys the hunk um, because it gets such high marks everywhere else.
0: Yeah, Totally. So fun or funny, I mean, I gave this a five. This is an iconic segment.
1: Yeah, this is great. I did give it a four, um, but I thought it was hilarious. You know, I thought that there's so many different aspects. Like, I probably could have given this higher, to be honest, but, like, I thought it was really funny, like... Anthony Napoli, hilarious. All of the girls trying to plug their random products, hilarious. I love a good makeover. You know, we got to see a lot of dresses. We got to see Nathan in a suit, which isn't often. Um, Him just talking, there were just so much content to this episode and to the segment, The Hunk. Um, It was just fantastic.
0: Yeah, it's great. How successful is the idea? So I give this a four, because mm-hmm. to me, I feel like he says he wants to be able to get more confidence around women. And then at the end, he says he was able to get more confidence around women. So to me, yeah, it's pretty successful for Nathan.
1: Yeah, so I give this a 3.5 um, because similarly, he said that he had gained that confidence. But then in future episodes, we see him talking about, you know, how he's not as confident around women again. And they, they bring up like the dating thing and his awkwardness around other people. Um, I think it was too bad that we didn't get to see the full episode. Like I would have loved, if this just turned into a season of The Hunk, I mean, that would have been lovely. So I think the fact that he was able to to get his confidence was successful, but I think it's too bad that we didn't get to see like the full episode at least happen.
0: Yeah. And I think the next category is where we both, probably took off a lot of points so originality i mean i had to give this one the bachelor exists like rock of love a billion other dating shows exist it's just not that original
1: yeah i think for a lot of these rankings if you had asked kelly and i like what is your favorite episode this very well might have won um but because of the structure that we put up for how original is this idea? I also gave it a one. You know, there are a ton of dating shows out there, and there's also a lot of spin offs of the, of those dating shows um, that are like mocking it and parodies of it. So, just both of those combined just make it hard for this to be original. But I mean, we love The Hunk.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's The Hunk. We love Anthony Napoli.
1: We love mm-hmm. Rachel. Yeah.
0: What else does I so, say?
1: I guess we can jump into how are the secondary characters.
0: Yeah. I mean, I
1: had to give this a five. I gave this a 4.5. And I think looking back, I don't think I gave out any fives. Well, so I don't know. I don't know if that's a spoiler, but I think that, um, you know, oh, I I did give out a five. Actually, I lied. Maybe (laughs) take all that out. (laughs) Here, let me find it again. I lost my spot. I was like looking around, um, Where's the hunk? Here we go. Yeah, I gave this a 4.5. I think that all the characters that we met on this were hilarious and were really memorable. Um, Yeah, I pretty much loved everything about this episode. It's definitely one of my favorites.
0: Yeah, it's great. And not to spoil what's next, but we will swiftly move on. So the hunk, we got a 15 from myself, a 13 from Megan for a combined score of 14, and the next episode is the other half of The Hunk, episode five, and that is The Haunted House, which is going to be our sixth most favorite beloved episode from season one. So I, I think I have regrets on my rating. I'm already looking at this and I feel like I was wrong. <laughs> I love
1: The Haunted House so much. Um, give me a second to find it, actually. Here we go. Okay i keep losing it it's like at a weird spot in my sheet okay let me start over i love the haunted house so much i think when we watched the episode and it was our discussion afterwards where i just kept getting more and more hyped about it where i was just realizing like how crazy good of an idea it is and how well it was executed i just love it from front to back it's exactly what i'm looking for to me this is ranked low um, in our rating system, because like, this might be my favorite segment, like period for this season for how fun or funny is the segment? I ranked it a 4.5. You know, I've been giving out fives very sparingly. Um, I think that like to be a five, it has to be like some of the best thing you've ever seen in your life, which this might have been. Um, I thought it was hilarious and really well executed.
0: Yeah, I only gave us a 2.5 for how fun or funny, and I feel like now that I'm looking at it, that's probably low, but I do think that my enjoyment of this segment isn't that I think it's, like, super funny. I think that my enjoyment of this segment is just kind of how ridiculous the whole thing is and kind of watching everybody react to all the different stuff in the haunted house minus the very beginning which i do think is very funny and that does give me like the laugh out loud moment but i just don't think it's like super super funny to me though it is now my turn it's my
1: turn to be so offended because this segment is genius i think just the idea itself is so funny like we're going to try to make someone so scared that they have to come and sue us. And the way that they execute this is so clever of the fake ending and getting them to go to the hospital and wearing these hazmat suits. And, you know, they have like the amount of actors that they needed to execute. This is unbelievable. Um, like, and even the funny parts with like the owner of the haunted house, just like hating every second of it when it's actually a very good idea. So I think the combination of like getting to watch out some of like my favorite secondary characters, um, playing out like this hilarious wacky scene and it working, like they were convinced that they were going to go to the hospital for this horrible disease. Um, yeah, I just like, I feel like I can keep going. There's also a part where There's like this kid who went to the haunted house and he's like calling his mom and they let him call his mom and say he has to go to the hospital for this disease. I like lost it. Yeah, I thought it was great.
0: Yeah, I feel like maybe part of my issue too is like it was probably funnier before COVID and now I'm like, oh God, I just feel so bad for that mom knowing how like scary all of this public health stuff has been recently. So maybe that also uh, negatively impacted my fun funny of the segment
1: oh no i think it's hilarious i loved it yeah i i can't keep going on about it uh how successful is the idea now i want to justify mine first because i so badly wanted to give this a five like i feel i feel like it deserves it but i gave it a three because his goal was to get sued and to my knowledge they were not sued But the fact that they successfully made countless people believe that they were infected by a disease and brought to a hospital, and when they left, they were genuinely shocked that that was the ending of The Haunted House. I think that that is an unbelievable accomplishment, that nobody called them out on it. They showed multiple people going through, which in a lot of the other episodes, they only show one or two people as their sample size. This one, they did a whole day of it. I wanted to give this a five so badly, and the not being sued really broke my heart. But I, I wanted to give it a higher score.
0: See, I gave it a one point five. Because oh my god! His goal was to get sued, and they didn't get sued. So that's why I was like, "Well, I can't." It was successful in so many other categories, though. Like, what
1: a huge hurdle to jump over to make people actually believe this that's fair but i just there are doctors in hazmat suits looking like aliens and people are freaking out
0: i just feel like how
1: no one's like this is a joke at any point in the whole ride is unbelievable
0: i think just going back to like what we kind of talked about during the episode which is like fear and anxiety are two different emotions to me where i think that a lot of the people during the segment probably were very anxious but i don't think they were necessarily afraid. So that's where it kind of falls a little short.
1: Insane take.
0: <laughs> Sorry, absolute slander.
1: Originality. I gave it a 4. 5. So 5. <laughs> so original.
0: 5 out of 5. <laughs> it's undisputed. Good. But i mean like outbreak stuff exists. Like there's like outbreak movies and I do think it's still a four, though, originality, but I, I don't think it's the most original thing in the entire world.
1: So original. I've never heard of a haunted house doing anything like this. I've never seen a haunted house steal this idea and execute it. They 100% should. It's so good. I loved it so
0: much. Secondary characters. I went with a four. The couple in this, uh, Mo and Amira, I believe, are their names. Mm-hmm. So sweet. And Bruce Stanton, mm-hmm. the owner of the haunted house, just, he's such a dick. I assume he doesn't listen, so I can say that. But, wow, he's so rude to Nathan.
1: Yeah, I also gave them a four. I thought that they were, like, really fun secondary characters. I thought that the actress who, like, was just like, oh, I'm so sorry. I wasn't wearing my glasses and misjudged, like, my, my reach. I think that's hilarious. And the fact that anyone believed that is also mind-blowing. Um yeah, I thought that there was like a great cast for the segment. And yeah, four four is a good score.
0: Yeah. All right. Now we're in our top five. So. No,
1: no, no. Tell me your total of this versus mine, because I think this might be the biggest difference.
0: So it's not quite the biggest job interviews was still a bigger difference, but I gave this a 12.
1: Yeah, I gave this a 16.5. I love the haunted house segment. Just warms my heart.
0: Yeah, I like it a lot. I think just with the parameters that we used, that's why my rankings are so low. Like the way that I defined stuff just was a little different than you. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Like, I don't not like the Haunted House segment. I think it's also probably if I had to pick an episode to get someone to watch Nathan, I might pick episode five of season one as well because I think... What, what did you give the fun or funny score on Haunted House again? So I
1: gave it a two and a half. Oh, my God. I hate hearing it again. (laughs) Why
0: did you ask? So rude. You
1: know it's low. (laughs) Well, because you were, like, then boosting it up again. You were like, oh, yeah, but, like, this is the episode I would recommend. And I'm like, yeah, it is great.
0: Yeah, it must have been higher. So It's fine. I don't think you necessarily (sighs) need to be like, this is the funniest thing ever to get someone to watch it. I think that it does a really good job of showing people Like, this is what the show is about. It's taking these ridiculous ideas and having all of these crazy people come in. And I think that that's why I would recommend it to someone. Not necessarily because I think it's, like, the funniest thing in the whole world.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's pretty fun, though.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Alright, getting into the top five. So, our fifth ranked episode is from episode or segment, sorry. Our fifth-ranked segment is from episode two, and it is our viral petting zoo video. And we're pretty aligned on this one, so anyone who is hoping for more spice, you'll have to wait a little longer.
1: Yeah, there was one category I was fairly conflicted on, which we can chat about, but let's start with how fun or funny is the segment? Kelly, what do you think?
0: This is a four for me. I mean, you give me, like, cute little animals, you give me viral video— You give me success. You give me Nathan threatening a man by almost pushing him onto some train tracks. Like, I'm going to laugh. What can I say?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I also gave this a four. I thought that there was a lot of content in this episode that was like really original and unique. And I mean, it's something that people talk about to this day. Lots of people have watched this video. It was a huge hit. Um, It was really funny seeing all the behind the scenes of like, designing this underwater course for the pig. Um, yeah, it was fantastic.
0: Yeah, just great stuff. Mm-hmm. Successful. How successful is this idea? So this is probably my biggest
1: conflict because, the again, and this is kind of where you and I differ on what is success. Because if we go back to the haunted house and we're saying, like, it's not successful because they didn't sue – But here, I'm saying that, like, it was successful. I rank this a 4.5, but they didn't associate the movie with the petting zoo. So while the the movie became viral and was incredibly successful, the fact that they didn't associate it with the petting zoo, I could have really given this a 1 and been okay with it and have been a little conflicted about if it was successful or not.
0: Yeah, I mean, I gave it a 5 because I thought the video was... Like, it is crazy how many people watched this video. I agree, though. Like, for the business, it is kind of tough that they didn't really associate it with the petting zoo. But at least when the episode came out, it did say, like, this is the petting zoo. So that's why I went with a five. But I I could see an argument for not that score as well.
1: Yeah, I went back and forth a bit because I think the whole point is... You know, we are coming up with an idea to get you business. And they came up with a very successful viral video, but the business didn't get more successful because of that viral video. So that was my conflict. But I gave it a 4.5. So (laughs) it is what it is. How original is the idea?
0: So I only gave this a 2. Like a viral video is not that original. The idea of this specific viral video is kind of original, but it's not even, you know, groundbreaking. Oh, I gave it a
1: four. I thought that it was fairly original. I thought that like viral videos were kind of new. There were some out, but I think that the viral videos that went viral were kind of by accident. And then it became like very intentional. And like today, every viral video like is super intentional. And I also have never seen like an animal rescuing another animal Like, at that time. So I thought it was original, but similarly to my other one, like, I could have probably been talked into a few different scores for this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like, yeah, like, I think, I don't know if we discussed this when we talked about the episode, but every company is trying to go viral right now. Like, I remember a few Mm -hmm. years ago, KFC paid for a thing at Ultra Music Festival and had, like, a guy come out in, like, the KFC colonel costume and he like played a fake DJ set and like the video went viral but for all the wrong reasons so I don't know
1: I mean are we gonna do like cough Burger King cough
0: (laughs) oh yes Burger King of course yeah so
1: everyone's trying to go viral now and it's like very popular um it just wasn't as much of a thing uh when this came out but again I could probably I love this episode. I thought it was a great episode, but I could probably be talked into a few different scores for this episode as well because I think you can approach it a few different ways.
0: Yeah. And secondary characters. I think you gave this a pretty high score
1: but <laughs> I gave a it a three. two. Okay, I gave it a two. so you were a little bit higher than me. I think the stars of the video were probably the animals but you know they didn't they didn't do a lot of talking. They, they didn't have that much going on. I feel like Nathan did all of the heavy lifting here. Um, you know, him approaching the stunt man and like intimidating him was like 90% him, 10% the stunt man being funny. Um, you know, when we talk about the woman who owns the petting zoo, again, Nathan like coaching her and feeding her lines and deciding that they're not going to associate the video with them. Mostly Nathan being the funny one in this scenario. So I didn't think that the secondary characters added that much and that anything that they did add, Nathan had really forced the narrative on them.
0: True. I mean, I think that I gave a lot of value to Gangster the Chicken and Vince the Hero Pig. I thought they were super funny. Especially the fact that they had to bring in like the fake other pig because the original pig was afraid of the water. Like That's super fun. I think Terry the Zoo Owner... She was a very sweet lady, and Alex, Mm -hmm. the guy who was the liability, I mean, he just really makes me laugh. The fact that he wanted to talk so much about celebrity gossip, I find very relatable, because I would also (laughs) want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, I think that they were good, not outstanding. Yeah, so I gave it a 14 total, and Meg gave a 14.5 for a combined 14.25. And we can move on to our fourth top-ranked segment, which is from episode 8. And is the private investigator. This is a funny segment. I gave it a four. What did you give it? I also gave it a four.
1: Yeah, I think that there was a ton to love in this segment. I thought that all the Nathan clones were hilarious. Nathan trying to replace uh, one of the clones' lives was really funny. Uh, Brian Wolf brings a lot to the table and drives a lot of the story that people talk about from the segment. You know, a lot of the quotes that are associated with Nathan for you come from this episode, and it's very memorable.
0: Yeah, it's fun. I like it. <laughs> I don't know mm-hmm. if there's too much to add. How yeah. successful is this idea? So I gave it a three.
1: Um, you know, Nathan was not able to escape uh, his his watching, but I think that Brian also didn't do a lot to try to catch Nathan. Um, as far as the point of it, which was I want y- you to perform your services for me so that I can, you know, give you a five-star ranking. And in the episode, we are told that nathan provides a four star ranking um so i guess in that aspect he was not successful
0: yeah i gave it a four just because in the episode they say they're trying to get the five star ranking and we know because we looked it up that he did actually give him five stars but in the episode it's shown as only four so
1: yeah so i think if it was successful or not is a little bit up for debate um so it's it's hard to really be able to give it you know A secure score, but I'm happy with a three.
0: Yeah. How original is the idea?
1: So, how original is the idea? I think this is a difficult question to answer because what is the idea? Um, We have Nathan saying that his goal is to give Brian Wolf a five star Yelp review, which isn't really an original idea and it's not. A typical business idea that we would normally see on Nathan for you. Nathan personally going and giving a review isn't super creative. Um, but the parts where he hires like all these clones is very original to try to evade a PI, um, him hiring multiple PIs to keep getting other people investigated who, are like dodging trying to hang out with him. So there are elements of the episode that are original and funny, but it's like, is the idea of getting a Yelp review original? Not really. So I gave it a three.
0: Yeah, I kind of felt similar. I gave it a 2.5 just because I don't think that it's super original to try and get a good review. And I feel like similar to this podcast, this episode goes off on a lot of tangents, which is why it's so fun But I think when you really drill down into the actual originality of the Brian Wolf P.I. business idea, it's just not that original. Yeah. Yeah. I wish that
1: he had come up with a more interesting idea and still applied all of his funny tactics to it. Um, I think he could have been more creative with it. But, you know... It was a great segment it's one of the very memorable ones and one that people refer back to and and they love watching over and over so how are the secondary characters for you
0: five out of five i mean the body doubles dan who nathan famously trades a life with caitlin dan's fiance brian wolf like these are just top tier nathan characters to me Yeah, I gave it a four. So I think
1: that's still a very high ranking. I loved all these characters. I thought that they were really funny. You know, we get some of the most iconic lines um, in Nathan For You. Um, Brian Wolf coins the term Wizard of Loneliness, which is like one of the classic sayings. And it's just an iconic part of the series.
0: Yeah, so... Again, private investigator, my total score 15.5, Megan's total score 14, so combined score 14.75. And just like that, I shouldn't say just like that because it's been (laughs) almost two hours, (laughs) we are on to the top three (laughs) of season one. We need like a drum roll. Yeah. Little noise, yeah. Maybe I will find some royalty-free drum rolls to put in here. We'll see.
1: If you need, I can tap on my table to save you some time. (laughs)
0: Here. It's perfect. (laughs) Number three, 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 three. So number three from episode seven, of course, it's the Claw of Shame. Iconic. I mean. So amazing. We had AJ Norris on for this episode. Maybe that's why we loved it so much.
1: It's just such a good episode. It's so funny. It's. Not a business segment, so it's like a little hard to fit it into the format of some of the other episodes, but how funny is the segment? I ranked this a four. I thought it was really funny.
0: Yeah, I also went with a four. I think there's so much stuff here. Um, mm-hmm. The the fact that he emails like NASA and they're like, we can't do this, and then finds the special effects company, the meeting with the engineer, figuring out that the thing runs on Windows 97. Just all of it is fantastic.
1: Yeah, it's super funny. There's so many layers to this episode, and there are just so many different characters. It's very easy to find parts of this episode that, that you'll love. We have so many different people come in. The parents who have brought their kids, and Nathan's saying, like, we'll totally blur your faces is hilarious. Um The whole concept of getting the escape artist and then the escape artist finding out what it's about and trying to, like, backtrack his way out of it is really funny. Um, Yeah, I think if you've seen this episode, it's very obvious that this is this is called funny.
0: Yes. How successful. So I went pretty high on this. I don't know what you did.
1: I did as well. I gave it a four. Um, because I thought that it was successful. Now, I believe that Nathan at some point in the episode says that he's doing it to like represent Canada and, you know, bring this big spotlight on Canada for this, which I don't think happened. But he successfully got out of his handcuffs and was able to raise the flag covering you know, his lower regions. And he did (laughs) not expose himself... The nether regions. So he did not expose himself to children, which was successful. But I think some of his bigger goals of what would come from this weren't necessarily met.
0: Yeah, I gave us a five because I felt that he was successful in the escape. But I, I see where you're coming from. What did you rank for originality? I gave us a three... I didn't really know how to rank this. I was like, well, I mean, escape things—I feel like happen, but this particular escape thing I've never heard of, so I kind of just went a little bit above the middle. Yeah, I I did
1: an identical rating of three. Um, you know, escape artists aren't original. I don't want to say this, but like child predators and people flashing people aren't, unfortunately, like a new concept, which I hate. Um, even, like, saying that is super weird, but um, putting them together is a real weird thing to do. So that that part was original. Um, so it's not, like, the most original thing we've ever seen, but it's very surprising and something you wouldn't think to to combine and put on a TV show.
0: Yeah. Yeah, how did you feel about the secondary characters? I loved them. They were
1: amazing. I gave them a four. I thought that they were really funny. Um, we didn't have, like... We had some recurring characters, which was really fun, but I think sometimes when there are so many different interesting characters, I have a hard time picking, like, one that's the real standout that I'm like, wow, like, you have made this episode the episode it is. I think it was a lot of Nathan interacting with these different characters again that, that made the episode funny, but I still gave it a pretty high ranking.
0: Yeah. I gave it a 3.5, so mm-hmm. they're pretty fun. There were just so many people. There's a lot of characters. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Number two. Oh, my goodness. Number two. I think we were both pretty surprised at how high this one was. But this is from episode two. And this is the segment about the graffiti artist slash our fake TV show Teen Street. And we have the same rankings for this one.
1: Do we have the same scores in each category? Do you know?
0: The same total scores. So I'm not sure about categories because I haven't looked at your categories. Should we
1: do our countdown again?
0: Yeah, let's try it.
1: Okay, you count it down.
0: Okay, funny. Three, two, one, five, four. one, five. Four.
1: Whoa. <laughs> Not the same.
0: Not the same.
1: So I thought that this segment was hilarious. Um, we have such iconic characters from it. Kyle, of course, is so well known from this episode. I thought it was a re- really funny concept of how they baited kyle with these ridiculous posters it's one of those segments that just kept giving you more hilarious moments throughout the whole episode i thought it was great
0: yeah totally i mean the posters just kill me all of them legitimately make me laugh i think kyle and his tattoo with you know this is the only girl who doesn't talk back to me and Kyle's mom laughing at him when he apologizes. These are all just laugh out loud moments for me.
1: Yeah. I think we as you mentioned, we're both really surprised with how high rated this segment got, but like looking back, it's it's a really good segment. I'm not mad about it. It's great. Yeah. All
0: right. How successful is your is this idea? I said a 3.5. I
1: think that the way they caught Kyle was like a 10 out of 10 success. They wanted to catch a hooligan. They put out these funny posters. They would got exactly what they wanted. Someone drew dicks on it. Check mark. But as far as, like, bringing Kyle to his mom and getting him to, like, repent his ways, that necessarily wasn't the most successful. They were just kind of like... His mom was like, oh, apologize because there's a police officer there. But they didn't really get him to change his ways.
0: Yeah, I mean, I said it was a two... Mainly just because, like, Kyle, I'm sure, is still a hool- hooligan to this day. But I agree it was successful getting him to deface the posters. The hooligan trap
1: is so funny.
0: <laughs> so good. Like,
1: how to catch a hooligan 101. If, if you want to catch someone, make ridiculous posters.
0: 100%. How original is this idea?
1: I gave it a 4. I thought that it was very original.
0: Yeah, I said 3.5. I, I mean, there's no denying that... This is a very, very original way to try and catch someone into doing graffiti. I think that this could also be used, like, in another way if they wanted to market something. <laughs> so, yeah, just a great, yeah. a great idea. I wonder if, like, people use this now. I'm not sure. Um,
1: but I thought that all the posters were really funny and that they were very original.
0: Yeah. Secondary characters. I gave this a four.
1: I thought that Kyle was an outstanding original secondary character who brought a lot of his own content that wasn't just you know played off of Nathan especially the segment where they're filming for Teen Street and he's like coming up with all these lines posing on cars and like throwing money around like he's a character.
0: Yeah I give this a five because Mm -hmm. I thought that Kyle is super fun. I think that Officer Billy Smalling is also a great character who, who again, was also in the Claw of Shame. So Mm -hmm. I I just think that great secondaries here.
1: Yeah, this is a really good original segment that offers, like, a lot, and I think to a lot of different kinds of humor. Like, yeah, depending on what you like, there's kind of something for everyone in this episode. For sure.
0: Mm -hmm. All right, and our top rated segment in all of nathan for you season one is of course from episode four it's our gas station rebate like come on this should have been obvious but this was going to be our number one this is an outstanding segment it's so good i think it
1: just nails like exactly the kind of show that like i would love to watch like it's a ridiculous idea that they actually get to work it's just outstanding so for how funny slash fun is the segment, I gave it a 4.5. I thought that it was hilarious. Um, I loved um, getting people to actually go on the hike with them. I like how there was this poor kid who had his midterm and Nathan's like, "Yep, yeah, you need to leave. And he's like, oh, but I really want to stay for my rebate. And he's like, you should go write your exam. <laughs> um, I mean, is there anything I need to say more than urine? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Just insane. Just insane.
0: Yeah, I mean, I went five for this. Any segment where Nathan almost laughs and later says in a Reddit AMA that this is one of the only times that he could not keep a straight base. Like, you know that's a a fire segment. So, Mm -hmm. so funny. So, so funny. So good. How successful is the idea? This one's tough. I only gave it a 2.5. And I kind of felt like... I think we kind of discussed this during the episode. Mm -hmm. The whole idea was that no one would claim the rebate, and then Nathan claims the rebate himself, so I just couldn't really give it higher than a 2.5.
1: Yeah, I was aware, and I think I brought up the point when we had originally discussed it about how you know Nathan kind of ruined it by claiming the rebate, but the fact that he got no one else to claim it After they literally hiked up a mountain and camped overnight, answered countless riddles, I gave it a four because again, he very easily could have just not claimed it and he didn't get anyone else to. So I completely see your point, but I thought that it was a crazy success that he got people to stay overnight. Like this could have very easily gone that nobody wanted to climb the mountain and you know, just nobody claimed the rebate and you got some angry customers about it. The fact that this episode turned into this adventure that's kind of heartwarming, a little bit alarming, things you hear from (laughs) these characters. They like stayed overnight, sung songs around a campfire, really got to know each other. Like the fact that they found people to really just keep going with it, I think is crazy successful.
0: Yeah, you could only find these people in LA. I'm positive. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, how original? I said 3.5 because, you know, rebates exist, but the level that Nathan takes it to really pushes this to a 3.5 for me. Like, the fact that he puts this whole thing together. He has the bus ready to take people to the mountain. He's set up all of these clues and all this stuff. Like, it really is just a next level situation. I gave it a 5. Wow. I loved it. It was original as
1: hell. Escape rooms didn't exist yet. And the fact that, as he was saying, like the only rebate in the world that would have never been claimed had he not just like submitted his at the end as a joke, like that's pretty original. I don't know. I thought that it was, I think I'm now realizing that I'm really boosted the score of this. I'd be interested to see your, your score at the end. I think a lot of the times the success and how original is the idea is really what's changing up the placement of these segments, because a lot of the ones where we'll say, this is hilarious, the secondary characters are super funny, those are very connected a lot of the time, but the success and originality can really vary where these segments are landing.
0: Yeah, this was still my highest rated, so it's still- Oh, okay. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think it's still would've been number one. Okay. I mean, secondary characters, like I just don't think you can give this anything less than a five.
1: I mean, I gave it a 4.5. I don't Whoa. know. It was really harsh. Like, I think the only fives I gave were how original is the idea. Because to me, that's so black and white. Like, it was original or it wasn't. And I think that's the same with any ones I gave. It was and is it successful or is it original? Because to me, it, that's kind of like a yes or no question. So any fives or ones that I gave fell in there. For ones where it's like more of an opinion, like I gave how are the secondary characters, I gave it a 4.5. And I think the highest I gave in those two categories is a five point, or is a four point five.
0: Fair. I mean, I just think like these are so funny. Ray who drinks pee, Daniel and the owner of the gas station, Lori, Elizabeth, the guy who has to write an exam. Like these these characters, unreal. The woman with the giant magnifying glass. Everybody. I Everybody's doing the most. Love them. Yeah, they are amazing secondary characters, and I think
1: that point five for me, the only thing. Is that I don't believe any of them come back. No. They and I don't. think kind of the five out of five secondary characters for me have been characters that like recur throughout the series and are kind of on like the Mount Rushmore of Nathan for You characters. And even though I really, really love everyone, that was my only slight hesitation. But I think that they're fantastic, hilarious, and they truly are what made the episode. Which for me is a big factor on how are the secondary characters like they have to have their own independent creation of storylines to make the episode special.
0: Yeah, so I gave it a sixteen total. Megan gave it an eighteen for a total of seventeen. So gas station really ran away with this. Uh, the next highest, which was Teen Street, only had a fifteen point five. So it was. I mean, it's a it's a really good segment. It's, it's a great really segment. funny. It's a yeah. classic Nathan for you segment. So I'm glad it was number one. I think it deserved it.
1: Yeah, I think that I'm happy with how things ended up. You know, your input is valuable to me. So even if <laughs> you trashed Haunted House, you know, that's okay. Oh, trash That's, that's okay. a
0: strong word.
1: That's okay because a great segment won the day. And I think
0: that other people's opinions are valuable. So sweet. So mature i bet kyle would not be saying that to us if we were interviewing him post teen street
1: yeah i'd be interested to see kyle today i hope he's an influencer of some sort on
0: instagram (laughs) that would be pretty unreal do you think he's getting fab fit fun boxes oh my god i hope so i wonder if maybe he's like
1: you know this really changed his life and now he's all about rehabilitating like troubled teens and he's (laughs) setting up posters around town trying to catch them and being like you know i was where you were once like sunny boy (laughs) like i used to think these shenanigans were fun too but then i met a man named nathan fielder (laughs)
0: he definitely speaks like that you know seven <laughs> years later he sends, has an old timey accent he's like the oldest man he's like Benjamin Button
1: <laughs> yeah when I was drawing dicks on posters I thought it was harmless too <laughs> well that's our rankings I think if uh, you are th- mad at us please tell your
0: friends about it don't tell us about it <laughs> yeah yeah. Please tell your friends and be like, hey, you can listen to all the podcasts, then listen to the rankings, and then maybe we can talk. Yeah, yeah. You have to listen to everything
1: if you're gonna if you're gonna message us mean things about our rankings.
0: So that at <laughs> least we can be
1: like, you know what? At least you listened to everything we had to say and made a fair assessment.
0: Yeah, and if you made it to the end of this podcast, wow, look at you. Look at you go. Look at you go. Thanks for hanging out with us. <laughs> Yeah, this has been fun. I'm really
1: excited to do this next season and to see like if we get more generous with our scores, uh, how we feel about it. I I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go, but I'm very excited to start season two, which we are going to do next week. I know that we had mentioned we're going to do an episode of Crywolf at some point. So I think we're going to take a look into that for another date, but I think we don't want to do another week Before we start talking about season two, so we're gonna jump right into it.
0: Yeah, I'm hyped to talk season two, episode one. It's the ghost realtor, which is one of my faves. Yes,
1: and I did get a confirmation on Twitter that friend of the pod Navi will be joining us for it, so I'm very excited to have our second podcast guest ever. I think she's fabulous, and I'm so excited to hear what she has to say because when she messaged us, she said that this was her favorite episode, and I can't wait to hear all about
0: why she loves it. I mean, how can you not love the ghost realtor? I mean, fair. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm stoked. It's going to be a good time. Um, I think that's pretty much everything for this week. Please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, review us on Apple Podcasts, Keep a lookout on our social medias. Um, I think Megan and I will probably be hosting some more random Clubhouse rooms if we get a chance. So follow yeah, us. Last
1: time uh, was super fun on Clubhouse. We got to hang out with some friends, chat about Nathan for you. We met someone who has some memorabilia from the show. Um, they have the, the, the Diarrhea Diary Times. Times. So it was really great to hear. So if... You ever want to come and chat about Nathan for you? We're hanging out on Clubhouse. Yeah.
0: Join us in the club. <laughs> also, I believe we both still have some invites. So if you need one, you can slide into my DMs. I'm at Kelly at the, wow, not at, Kelly at. My handle is at Kelly, the word double, the word you. So at Kelly W, we can hook you up with an invite. Yeah.
1: And my name is Megan Bianco. All of my social medias are Megan Bianco. It's a tricky spelling. If you're feeling keen, you can uh, look up my name and try try <laughs> your best to get it right. If you don't,
0: that's okay. Yeah, if you're really bored and want to listen to another four-hour podcast, I was also on Rob and Akiva Nita Podcast last week hosting a stan bracket. So we went through 32 people who think they're the biggest fan of something, and we crowned the ultimate superfan. Robin and Kiva Need a Podcast
1: is probably my favorite podcast of all time. It is so, so, so good. If you like Nathan for you and you love shenanigans, you will love this podcast. The fact that Kelly was on it is just mind-blowing because I remember like a year (laughs) ago, we loved this podcast and we're like, I can't believe the people that get to go on it. She (laughs) knocked it out of the park, absolutely killed it. I think it's my favorite episode, which is like, And I'm not just being biased about it, but if you're going to check it out, definitely check out that episode. Um, I think we shared it on Nathan for us. So if you go to our Twitter, you'll be able to see the episode that Kelly's on because you clearly do not get enough Kelly content in your life. (laughs) If I don't, you certainly don't. So check it out. Oh, thanks so much. But I think that wraps up
0: everything for today.
1: Yes, this has been Kelly and Megan on your side.